shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Rachel Glass. And I'm Young Juwa. Today on the show, we're all going back to school. And because it's such a special show, I'll be co-hosting the first segment, and then Caitlin will be taking over. And we're calling the show Back to School Cool. School is in session across the country, and we want to help you major in success. Before we talk about our goals of honor rule style, we want to remind everyone about the Pear Festival on September 28th at the Moraga Commons Park, where many of our reporters and writers will be at the Be The Star You Are booth with free writing activities for all ages. Our booth is sponsored by Lam Miranda Weekly, where many of our Be The Star You Are volunteers are writers. I've volunteered at this event for many years, and not only is it a great place to get those volunteer hours in, it is actually so much fun. Check out Star Style Radio and go to events for more info. And it sounds like so much fun, Rachel, and I will be there, so come and stop by and say hi. And getting back to our theme for today about back to school, our reporter Nicole Eubank from Florida couldn't be with us today, but asked me to read what she wrote about some tips for maintaining your well-being for studying in our Health Beat segment. So I'm going to pretend like I'm Nicole. I'm not great at pretending like I'm Nicole, but here I go. So, it's that time of year again, and for some of us, it has already started. It's time for waking up early to the sound of your alarm to go to school. Here in Florida, our year has already started, and I have to say, the first day of school hit me pretty hard. It was so hard to fall asleep the night before and wake up in the morning. So not just for me, but for probably every kid or teen in the world, it's a problem waking up in the morning. So I was thinking of time savers to conserve your hours because sleep really is important. Kids and teens are supposed to get at least eight hours a day. And to be honest, I'm lucky if I even get seven. So with many classes and assignments to keep up with, it's difficult to go to bed early and get everything done. But back to the subject of ways to conserve sleep, the first thing you can do is to have everything together the night before. For example, I can't tell you how many times I'm almost late because I'm trying to get my notebooks and supplies together in the morning. Another thing to do the night before, which is kind of silly, but get your outfit together. If you're like me and find it impossible to find things to wear in your closet, look for them the night before and have it all together. Another thing to save some sleep would be to pace yourself work-wise. If you do certain assignments little by little during the day, when you have time, you'll probably finish before the last bell. I do this myself, and I always finish my math before I even get home. Now, the reason I'm talking about conserving sleep is because... 
The effects of not getting enough sleep are headaches, lack of alertness, and other health risks. And you can't even process things. So if you don't get enough sleep the night before, you probably won't understand the lesson as well as the kid next to you who got eight or nine hours. So as you can see or hear, I mean, sleep is pretty important. I mean, one third of your life is spent doing it. So you know it's got to be more something important in your life. Maybe with all these tips, you'll get more sleep. And I really wish Nicole had been here to say this herself, but she provided some really good tips. <laughs> you did a great job, Young Ju. Nicole would be proud. <laughs> um, and I agree with what she was saying. Sleep's really important. If you've ever, like, gone to school tired, you know, maybe your first and second period. I was always, like, just, even though I got a lot of sleep, first and second <laughs> period, I still felt like I was waking up. And it's, like, hard to focus, you know, and you won't be able to, like, retain information, which kind of yeah, makes going to school pointless. Yeah, first period's always hard. Everyone, like, uh, I was at some, like, back-to-school meeting type thing, and our principal was saying how the most tardies come from people missing first period because they yeah. sleep. Or... <laughs> um, so, Nicole also wrote down some other health risks that could come with not getting enough sleep. Would you like to share those? Sure. She said it was really bizarre because she was researching some facts and some pretty strange things came up from a doctor's website. Like you can actually gain weight because you're lacking sleep and you eat more. And also your blood pressure rises and it increases your risk of getting sick, which is definitely something you don't want because you'll miss a lot of class time. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk more about this later on in the segment. But as far as getting enough sleep, a lot of the reason why I feel like high school students stay up late is because they procrastinate on their homework. So they save yeah. their homework to begin at like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> and so maybe like a good way to get a good tip on getting more sleep is, you know, prioritizing your homework and doing that just as soon as possible. Um, yeah. I've always been, I've always been the kid who does their homework. Um, in high school, I did my homework like right when I got home from school and then I always got like a good night sleep. Yeah. That's uh, a really good tip. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're doing other things, you don't consider sleep to be very important until the next morning when you're so tired and you're like, why did I do that instead of doing my homework? Yeah. Um, so there is, I think this is a ongoing argument about school starting so early, but do you think that school should start later for teens since research indicates that teens need more sleep? I actually wouldn't mind school starting at like nine and ending at four, but, um, I know a lot of people find issues with that. And I honestly don't think starting school later would help all that much because even when I have the day off on Monday for like a Labor Day holiday or some other three day weekend, it's like, oh, I have school on Tuesday. And so you never really relax. Yeah. And, um, I think going along with that, you know, now being in college, I'm going on to my third year, so I've taken yeah. a lot of classes, <laughs> and um, so I never, I've chosen not to have early classes anymore, oh. and it's so nice. Really nice. Yeah, my friend who just went to Berkeley this fall was telling me how he was so sad that his first class starts at 8 in the morning. I know, um, and sometimes you have no choice, so sometimes you just have to take classes, yeah. you know, but... I think my lead, my earliest class is at 10, which is not that that's early. Really nice. <laughs> yeah. And, but that's also, you know, just a difference because you kind of, you know, you're in school for just a, a specific amount of time in first grade through um, high school. You know, you don't really have like a choice. Whereas in college, you get to like make your own schedule. 
you know, and, um, like for me, I like to have most of my classes near the beginning of the week. So like Thursday and Friday are not, um, as packed and, you know, everyone's going to have like their own type of schedule that they prefer, you know, for the things going on in their own lives. But if you're not a morning person, come college, you can fix that. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely think that when I do go to somewhere for college, I will definitely try to make my schedule so that I do not have to wake up at eight in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, don't they say that you need, like, eight to nine hours of sleep per night or something? Yeah, I think they do say that, but I, I'm not sure who gets that much sleep, honestly. Yeah, and also, um, some people are coffee drinkers and some are yeah. not, which could also affect people, you know. Um, I, uh, I, I think in college I started drinking more coffee. In the past few weeks, I've been trying not to drink coffee, and I have felt myself, like, being so tired from not drinking coffee it's crazy I'm like trying to wean myself off of it but if you do need an energy boost maybe every once in a while having coffee would be good you know yeah definitely on those days where you just can't get out of bed there's Mm -hmm. no other choice oh and I actually have a really good tip that I know works um I've read this online multiple times and I personally experienced this if you take a nap Taking a 20-minute nap is, like, the perfect amount of time because if you sleep any longer, you get into, like, deep sleep. Yeah. And then, then obviously, you're not going to, like, take, like, an eight-hour nap. So <laughs> that's not a nap. So you're just – you would be even more tired. So if you're going to take, take a nap, take a 20-minute nap. And I know that doesn't sound, like, long, but it's, like, just enough to, like, um, give you energy when you wake up. And so I've done that. I do that a lot. You know, and I try to, like, make my timer, like, 50. 15 more minutes because it'll take me that long to like fall asleep, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, taking 20 minute nap, it's quick in the middle yeah, of the day. That's like actually... a really good idea. Yeah. I just you... never wake up from naps. Like it's 5 p.m. or 4 p.m. And it's like, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe a nap sounds good. And then I wake up and it's like nine at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, um, Around three or four or five, I forget which ones exactly, um, are, is like the best time to nap because that's like when our bodies get like tired, you know, and then yeah. like past five, our bodies are more awake, I think. Yeah. Even if you haven't napped, I think just biologically. I feel like I read that somewhere. Yeah, I definitely feel more awake at later hours, like past midnight. I feel so anxious to get to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I work a lot better, which I'm not sure if that's a good thing exactly. Yeah. And something else about getting a good night's sleep is I think if you have really productive days, you know, you go to school, do all your homework, maybe, you know, um, go out to eat with a friend or hang out with friends, um, you sleep really well after you have, like, a long day, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it, like, helps you sleep because not everyone can fall asleep that easily, you know? Yeah. And that's the worst feeling when you're tossing and turning and can't sleep. Yeah, it's the worst feeling also when you're really tired, but you can't fall asleep. Yeah. you like want to be asleep, but sleepy, you just yeah. can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so besides coffee, do you have any other ways to wake yourself up with other foods? Um. Well, um, a lot of kids drink energy drinks, which are really, really bad for you, so I would not <laughs> suggest that. But um, I think, oh, actually, I do know that bananas are a good source of energy. Okay. <laughs> I'll I definitely try that next time. Yeah, I read that in the magazine, and then before I go to work, I always eat a banana because I'm a gymnastics coach, so I need <laughs> the high energy, you know, yeah. give me a lot of energy, you know, for like four or five hours, and bananas are good for you too, so. Yeah, I've 
fruit is definitely a great, great way to keep yourself awake during late hours. And it's not really high in calories. So on that note, we are out of time for now. I really thank Nicole in Florida for her health beat segment, even though she did it in absence. And it's time for break. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Rachel Glass. Stay with us because next segment, um, Caitlin will be back to co-host. Thank you, Young Ju, for filling in for her. And she'll be um, talking to us about her back to school segment of the gift of giving. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. Longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Rachel Glass. Last segment, we talked to our health beat reporter, Nicole. And now our own host, Caitlin, has a segment. Yes, and I'm really actually super excited to be talking about this segment. I just started school, so I'm really, really excited about this show. And I know that a lot of students, since we're getting back to school now, everyone really has that new school year, new you type of feeling. Teens always go back to school with a new haircut, a different wardrobe, etc. And I think that a lot of people want to redefine themselves for the new grade that they're going into. So how about this year? Instead of focusing on how to change yourself physically, we all work on transforming our character. I think that everyone should really strive to be the very best version of themselves. And when you return to school this year, you should try volunteering or even starting a service project of your own. If you listen to the radio show regularly, you may know that I started a 501c3 nonprofit charity called the Angels Clothing Closet. We provide clothing and more to those in need, and I've been doing that for a couple years now. So I'm really, really passionate about volunteering. In addition, this year, I'm actually serving as the president of my key club, which I'm so excited about. I've been in key club since my freshman year, so it's a really big honor for me to be president this year. If you don't have a key club in your school, it's a group for students who want to volunteer and make an impact. So we have a different service project every single month. This school year, find an organization or a cause that you're passionate about and volunteer. Not only will, will it make you feel really positive about yourself and it'll give you a really good feeling, it's also making a difference in the world. And in addition, volunteering also looks really good on a college application, which is a huge bonus. Although I do always encourage students just to volunteer solely for their own satisfaction, it does have many additional benefits. If you regularly volunteer somewhere, don't be shy about it. Be sure to mention it to future employers. Always write it down on any application or resume. Because as a volunteer, you're gaining real-world experience while being exposed to different issues and causes all around the world. Yeah, no, that is, um, that's a great point. It is so important to put, always put that on your resume. And anytime you're applying for a job, I mean, that looks really good to show that you've done a lot of volunteer work. And as far as college applications go, you know, colleges love that kind of stuff. Um, they do. They really, really do. Mm -hmm. 
And of course, I like I was saying, it is always important just to do it for your own good. But Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people get very shy about their volunteer work. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's important to spread the word and really be vocal about it. Well, definitely. And just, you know, as far as not being shy about writing it down, you know, that does just help you, (laughs) you know. Um, And congratulations for being president of the Key Club. That's awesome and really exciting. (laughs) Why do you think um, in August and September when students first go back to school is one of the best times to start volunteering? Well, I think that a lot of students, like I said earlier, really want to redefine themselves for the new school year. I know just even me going into my junior year, I cleaned out my closet and I had to get cooler clothes Mm -hmm. and I had to, you know, get the stuff that all the juniors were wearing because I I didn't want to go and wearing sophomore clothes. And, you know, this is a lot of the mindsets that we all have. And I think that during this time when we're going back to school, we all want to redefine ourselves. So just remembering to volunteer or add a really positive activity to our day is just super important. And in addition, another really great time to volunteer and to start volunteering is New Year's in January because everyone makes New Year's resolutions. And so I think that making volunteering one of them is really important. Yeah. And I'm sure, Caitlin, you can agree with this. Um, Volunteering, once you get involved with it, like you just want to keep doing it. You know, it is kind of hard to like make that start to, you know, go out and find something to do. But once you do it, you realize, you know, how great it is and you just keep doing it. I definitely found that when I volunteered. Yes. Yes. I totally Mm -hmm. agree. Mm -hmm. What volunteering have you done recently? Well, I actually just got finished with a back-to-school distribution through my charity, Angels of God. Basically, with that, we collected backpacks and school supplies from the area, just people who were living local and wanted to donate. And then we gave the backpacks and school supplies to children in need. I know I talked about this actually last summer. So if you're a longtime listener, you might remember. But every single year, I hold a really big event. And we held it this year at a local VFW hall. And so all the students who were in need and couldn't afford their own items, they came in and they basically went shopping. We had it all set out like a store and then we served lunch as well and had haircuts going on. So it was a whole big back to school event. And that was definitely a culmination of my summer. I was so proud of that. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, speaking, we talked about key club and, um, I actually never knew what key club was. I'm glad you explained that. Um, how could one start a key club at his or her own school? Yeah, I know key club kind of has like a weird name. People wouldn't really assume that has to do with volunteering, but key club is through the global organization Kiwanis. So if you want to start a key club, I would really suggest contacting your local Kiwanis because they'll definitely be able to navigate and help you start the key club at your school. But all in all, you could always just start a volunteer club at your school. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. through Kiwanis or Rotary. And actually, one of my friends, she has a group uh, here in South Jersey, and it's called Charity Chicks, which I think is such a cute name. And then there's also Club BTSYA at schools. And I know Young Ju actually started it at her school, and they give back and volunteer, and they know all about that. So I think that it's just important to remember that you don't specifically have to have a key club. It could also be Club BTSYA you could be starting at your school as well. Mm-hmm. And um, like we mentioned, um, with the volunteering, being in clubs and starting clubs is great for resumes as well for, you know, sophomores and juniors and seniors. Um, what if, um, I'm too busy during the school year with sports and trying to keep up with my grades, how would you suggest fitting volunteering in? Yeah, I know that a lot of people feel so overwhelmed with the idea of adding an additional activities, 
activity to their schedule. But I think like Youngju um, was saying in the show, time management is super important. And Youngju mm-hmm. was actually just telling me this the other day. Time management is just the most important thing. Always trying to put your priorities first. And so just remembering to always keep on top of school and putting school first and then volunteering, which I know is hard for me because I started a nonprofit organization myself, but just mm-hmm. really trying to get that support from your friends and family. And then also keeping in mind that if you volunteer, it does not have to be a weekly thing, although I think that it's great if it is. You could always just volunteer one time or do an online opportunity as well. I know a lot of my friends have volunteered once or twice at the Ronald McDonald House in Southern Jersey. Mm-hmm. And actually from there, they started volunteering even more and they kept going back weekly. So I think if you go once, you might even fall in love with it. And of course, again, volunteering can be virtual. And I think that there's a lot of more opportunities out there than people would think. Yeah, definitely. I was just thinking that same thing, actually. And yeah, there's a lot of things. You just kind of got to put yourself out there, you know, to... um see what you can find. And you can also do something that kind of goes along with like your career path. You know, like I have a lot of friends that want to be nurses. So they're, you know, volunteering at the local hospital. So not only are you getting your volunteering in, you're also, you know, gaining great experience with something that you may do later in life, you know? Oh, that's true. I actually know um, a kid that's really, really passionate about sports and he wants to go on and even do sports in college and all that. And I know that he volunteers with a local group and they put on sports games for kids with special needs. And so he's able to do that and still be doing what he loves while helping others, which I think is really important. If you aren't really a big animal fan, maybe you're allergic to cats, then it wouldn't really make sense to go volunteer at your local animal shelter. Mm -hmm. I think that it's really important just to remember what you love. And I know, Rachel, you're in journalism right now Mm -hmm. and you're a radio host and a reporter. So it's great for your resume and you're also making a really, really big difference for all of our listeners. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, Yeah, that goes along with what we were saying before. And you mentioned that you started your own nonprofit. Could you tell us what that is? Oh, yes, of course. So I started a 501c3 nonprofit. That just basically means that we don't make money. We're not a business because I know a lot of people are like, what's a 501c3? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so I always have to remember to explain that. So that just means that we're not a business. We don't make any money. We're basically just doing it out of the goodness of our heart. And so basically my organization, it's a clothing closet that's set up in Southern Jersey and we give out clothing more to those in need. And now from my organization, Angels of God, we have the clothing closet in New Jersey. And then we also have another group called Kids on a Quest, which is a volunteer club. So it's a lot like Key Club, but it's for geared more towards younger kids, like elementary or middle school. So we Mm -hmm. meet monthly and then we do a different project together. And that's really just to encourage kids kids to give back because a lot of them have never volunteered before so maybe they don't realize that it could be a passion for them and then we also do the back to school drive we do a christmas drive we do a lot of different things as well but the main thing it really stemmed from the clothing closet wow that is amazing caitlin thanks for telling us all about that Um, i had no i had no idea you did all that and see Caitlin does all of that and makes time for school, so it can be done. (laughs) Yes, it's completely, completely possible. And I think that it's really 
because of the support of my family and my friends. Whenever I let them know that I'm working on a new campaign, they're always the first ones to donate or volunteer with it. So I think that it's really crucial just to have that support. Because I know a lot of people, sometimes they don't want to reach out. They don't want to ask their community. But it's really important to be willing to accept that support because it's really crucial to your project. Definitely. Um, we are almost out of time, but I wanted to remind everyone to come to the Pear Festival on September 28th, and there will be a booth of Be The Star You Are volunteers, writers, and, report- and reporters. It's in Moraga, so if you're in the local Bay Area, you should definitely come check it out. Um, you can check out btsya.org and go to events. Um, thank you so much, Caitlin. It's time for a break, and us two will be right back. I'm Rachel Glass. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check us out on Tumblr, btsyaradio.tumblr.com. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Rachel Glass. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Now, one of our favorite hosts, Young Juan, is here with her Artsy Gifts segment to talk about how to start school right. Hi, Young Ju. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Rachel. I'm so excited to be back with another Artsy Gifts segment. As the Artsy Gifts girl, the beginning of school is a really exciting time of year. I love stationery and pens and notebooks and different types of pencils and erasers. So it's a really, it's really fun going back to school shopping. So on this episode of Artsy Gifts, I'm going to be talking about how to use your school supplies for the best possible success. So the first tip of the day is stay organized. And you've probably heard this so many times from different teachers to different students to your parents, everyone. But it's really important. One of the things I cannot live without is my planner. As you may know, I'm a bit of an organizing maniac. I may be a little bit old-fashioned, but I need to write stuff down. And like what I'm doing in the week, like meetings or football games or different commitments that I have. Some of my friends use their phones to record their homework and whatnot, but I just can't do that. So I spend a t- lot of time searching for just the right planner. Some factors that I consider important would be like prettiness of the cover and like how durable it is, how colorful the pages are. My school planner, they actually stopped printing in color, which was really disappointing for me. And so I just find another planner from other sources. And then the last thing that I consider really important is enough space to write down the homework assignments. Like some planners are really pretty and really durable, but they're just so small that you can't even fit all your seven classes worth of homework. And funny story, it's 
where school is just starting and a lot of people are really reliant on the online school like homework site that tells you what's going on, what your daily homework is and all that stuff. And it crashed. And all of a sudden people are all on Facebook like, oh my gosh, what's this homework? What's that homework? And it's like, this wouldn't happen if you had an agenda. So after having a planner, I would definitely recommend having a pencil case. You may be wondering why you should have a pencil case when you can just put one pencil in your backpack. For one thing, it's so easy to misplace that one pencil and lose it. Sure, you might be sitting next to a really awesome person who lends you their pencils, but come on, it's common courtesy to bring your own pencils to class. Plus, if you do have a pencil case, you can bring highlighters and pens and know where everything is. Some pencil cases are really cute, so that's always an added bonus. My friend gave me this tip recently because we were looking for pencil cases together. But if you really need to carry lots and lots of pens and pencils, she carries like 30 pencils and pens and highlighters. That's a bit crazy, but you get what I mean. And she told me that using a cosmetic pouch can be the perfect solution. And I love tabbing the edges of books, textbooks, notebooks with sticky notes. So that's my third thing to be on the lookout for when you go back to school shopping. Sticky notes are so helpful. I don't like writing directly in books because I always get this icky feeling. And seeing lots of sticky notes at the edges is a really rewarding feeling. Like, whoa, I actually read through all the pages and I did so much work. And you can just visibly see it with all those sticky notes sticking out. But adding to that... I have a tip about highlighters. I took AP European History my sophomore year, and it was my first year highlighting a textbook ever. And if you glance back at the first few chapters, every single like sentence is highlighted. And I somehow thought that highlighting means studying, and that's definitely not the case. So be careful and think twice before you highlight. What I like to do now as a senior is read the text one time and then highlight. It takes some more time, but it is way more efficient. And then my next tip would be to personalize your materials. I went school shopping recently, and there and I was a little dismayed to find the selection of binders and notebooks, all like one color, really boring stuff. So worry not, because there are a ton of tutorials on Pinterest, YouTube, just on the internet to help you out with that. Using lace, old maps, stickers, etc. Your notebooks can become a personal statement. And then it's really important to be good at time management. What that really means is to be efficient enough so that you can have fun. Being a good student doesn't mean sitting at home all the time studying. No, you are definitely allowed to have fun. Studying on Fridays is not fun. I can tell you that. But hanging out with friends on Saturday or watching a movie on Sunday is a pretty good motivator. Time management is a big game of compromise. At my school, lots of people stay up late, including me, unfortunately. I would love to sleep earlier, but I just can't. This doesn't mean that you have to stay up super late to be considered a good student. Last year, one of my friends was taking calculus and physics as a sophomore and sleeping around 10. And he did really well in both those classes, so if you don't need to stay up late, don't. So I hope everyone has a wonderful year of school and a great beginning. And I hope a lot of fun decorating school supplies and just looking for stuff in general. And I'm definitely looking forward to my last year of high school. So good luck to everyone. Yeah, senior year is a blast. I hope you have fun. <laughs> and also, I agree with a lot of the stuff you were saying. I really like to have all my school supplies together as well. Yeah. Get everything cute and ready. Um, and talking about school supplies, where is the best place to buy school supplies, would you say? 
Well, I know that Target offers a wide selection, as does like Office Max, and actually Safeway offers like binders and folders too. So if you're in the middle of the night and you realize that your teacher wanted you to bring in a folder or notebook, then that's one great place to go. Other places are like Etsy.com and other like sites on the internet. They actually provide really pretty stuff for like not that expensive and free shipping most of the time. So it's just Wherever you want to look, a lot of places are out there. Oh, I actually totally agree with that because I was on Etsy just <laughs> adding about the school supplies mm-hmm. and they have a lot of vintage stuff on the yeah. website as well. And Etsy's I actually got a cool. Backstreet Boys notebook. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, it was really, really cool. It's not that old, obviously, probably from like the 90s, but I feel so cool walking around with it. And, you know, it's definitely one of a kind because not many people have Backstreet yeah. Boys. Materials now. Yeah, I feel like that's what good school supplies can do. They can make you feel like class is really exciting and like your friends are all slightly jealous of your superior school supplies. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So I just want to know, I'm going into my junior year, which I know is going to be pretty stressful and I'm trying to prepare myself. So which homework should I prioritize? Okay, so I love doing busy work or I don't love doing busy work but busy work is the easiest thing to do like worksheets and stuff and that's always the thing I do first but that's really bad because like after school right when you start your homework is the moment when you can focus the most so I like tell myself now like do your hardest homework first do the really annoying math homework like memorize the English poem like right on the get-go so that uh, at really late hours of the night you're not there doing homework that you should have done when you can focus and so I try to save the busy work for last when you are not focusing when you just really want to sleep so it's really important to prioritize and think of when can I focus what should I be doing and yeah yeah and everyone kind of has a different schedule you know so everyone is going to prioritize differently like um like for me I like pick one day out of the week to go to the library for half the day just to do all of my homework for the whole week just because that's what I like to do and I know other people are procrastinators and that is just how they prioritize their time you know one of my friends like she can't study if like there's a whole week to study like she has to study on the last day yeah and I still don't think that's the best but yeah but people always get it done even if they do as long as you get it done I guess and do well that's all that matters (laughs) um if one does need to stay up late you know we all find ourselves you know needing to stay up (laughs) yeah for late nights at some point what are some tips on how to do that you know because you don't have energy every night yeah, I love to have snacks, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, just at late hours, because when you're, like, chewing on something, it really helps you to stay concentrated, and it helps you stay awake, and every, like, hour, I like to just get up and walk around the house just to take a quick break, and sometimes I motivate myself by saying, like, oh, if I finish the math homework and, like, the biology homework, I can go watch something on YouTube for 10 minutes, just little ways to motivate yourself. Good tips, definitely, because I know I just made a Tumblr account recently, and I have been surfing the internet all hours of the night, and it's been really, really hard just to log off, and I always end up staying uh, very, very late, so I'm trying to end that this year, but I will definitely have to keep that in mind if I do end up pulling an all-nighter. Yeah, one tip, oh, just one more tip, is just to turn off your Wi-Fi, that helps a lot. Oh, yes, actually, I will definitely have to keep that in mind. (laughs) 
For sure. Yeah. Now, I recently celebrated a birthday, and I know that a lot of my friends this year, their birthdays are coming up, and it's during the school year, and I really don't have that much time to celebrate with them. So what should I do about that? Well, I love to bake, and I don't know if everyone loves to bake, but even if you're really busy during the school year, I feel like just writing a simple card is enough to show your friends that you care about them, that you remember their birthday. And so even if it's not elaborate, just the fact that you're just taking like 10, 20, 30 minutes to do something special for them is enough. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Now, I know earlier I kind of mentioned my Backstreet Boys notebook Mm -hmm. that I was just so proud of. Do either of you have any specific school supplies that you're super proud of and have been showing off to all of your friends? Well, I actually don't start school till September 30th, so I am saving. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) I know. I am saving all my school supply shopping for when I'm back um, at Oregon, but I'm really looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah, I recently bought this pencil case um, while I was in Korea, and it's, like, shaped like a little rabbit, and I just love carrying it around (laughs) with me, and all my friends, like, comment when they see it. And that's funny, too, because I'm sure a lot of them are like, oh, my gosh, where'd you get it? I want to get one, too. And it's like, well. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a lot of websites like Etsy that sell really cool products from all over the world. So the Internet Mm -hmm. is your friend. Yeah. And something um, I do is I'll just get, like, a plain, you know, like, three-subject notebook because I prefer Mm -hmm. those or whatever you prefer. And then I'll get, like, a sticker to, like, put on it. And I usually get, like, Oregon Duck stickers, like, sparkly ones to put (laughs) on it. So you can, like, personalize something plain, you know, maybe save some money. Could be a good idea. It's really fun decorating, like, really plain things. And you feel really proud of yourself when you see the finished work. That's always a fun project before you go back to school. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that just having that by your side on those really tough days or maybe if you have a really huge test coming up, just kind of looking down and reminding yourself that you have that little piece of you. I know it sounds silly, but it really does make a difference. Um, Unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you so much, Young Jill. We are going to break, but I'm Keelan Darrow. And I'm Rachel Glass. So when we return, we'll meet our special guest. During the break, visit our creative community at btsya.com. Express Yourself Teen Radio. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Rachel Glass. Now Jane Fessenden is here to talk to us more about going back to school in her segment, Nerd World. Hi, Jane. Hi. Um, uh, So I'm the reporter for Nerd Word. And in spirit of the new school year, I'm going to be talking about back-to-school gadgets that are new and very, very cool. Um, As the new school year approaches, and for many it already has, like myself, you're going to need some basics for the new school year. Most people I know probably already have smartphones like iPhones and the Galaxy 4S. If you don't have one, I would definitely put them on top of your priority list. 
I would highly recommend getting one because they're just so useful and are really a tool within themselves. You can use them as a planner for school and to check your email. And what makes a smartphone truly smart, in my opinion, is a vast array of apps that you can utilize. And you can get ready for the new school year. And as you, uh, you need these apps. Flashcards. Quizlet is a really good alternative for this. I'm sure many of you have used flashcards in the past. However, having them available on your phone makes it really easy to access since many carry their phones um, all the t on them all the time. I know that's one of the things I don't leave my house without, so it makes setting much more convenient and easy to use. Um, secondly, no textbooks. That's K-N-O textbooks. It's kind of like a library, but in your backpack. If you have a lot of heavy books um, that you need around or are tight on money, no textbooks offer over 200,000 books at reasonable prices and comes with um, interactive 3D models and videos. Um, also, with one click, it lets you share notes and import PDFs from the Internet or Dropbox. So that's really useful. A third one is a note-taking app. Um, one is Penultimate, which is one of the top-rated note apps out there. Um, in the app, it's like writing on a piece of paper, but um, on your phone or, even better, an iPad. Another is SoundNote, which combines voice recordings and note-taking, allowing the user to make audio notes. And you can sync them so you can, go, so you can be going through your notes as you listen to the, listen to the audio that accompanies it. Um, of course, there's also Ever, Evernote an app for the iPhone and iPad that uses notes and photos and video, and that's probably one of the most well-known ones out there. Um, so those are the basics. Um, you have your smartphones, your laptops, your iPads or tablets, and your noise-canceling headphones. Um, but for this school year, there are tons of new cool gadgets out there. Recently, Microsoft and Samsung have teamed up to make a touch table called Samsung SUR40. I know, a catchy name. It's sold in a 40-inch diagonal screen with 180, a 180-180 pixel resolution. It has a multi-user interface, so multiple people can be using it um, at once, and sees and responds um, to touch an object, so you can like put a pencil on it and it will respond to that. Um, it's essentially a huge iPod, but in table form. The makers are looking into opening an app store for it as well. One of the most ingenious and futuristic gadgets out there is the Leap Motion, which is also one of my favorites. The it's a control sensor. Um, that like senses your hands and fingers and follows their every move. It lets them um, move in all that wide open space between you and your computer, so you can do almost anything without touching the screen. Um, if you know what a Kinect for Xbox is, it's kind of like that, except much more advanced and for your computer. Say, for example, you write your name in the air, it, like, it will appear on the screen. And this technology will help you utilize the computer and intrigue you in what you're doing, hopefully encouraging you to do your work as well as aid in it. Oh, that's so cool. I've never heard of that before. That sounds so advanced. Um, what is your favorite new gadget? Um, though not very school-related, uh, there's this um, company that a lot of people haven't heard of, but you can see traces of it everywhere in society. It's called Autodesk. They're a software company whose products have been used in like Mercedes and Ferrari, as well as um, James Cameron's movie Avatar. They have recently come out with a new app that when you take a series of pictures around a stationary object, it will render a 3D image. So it'll just be like a 3D image on your phone. It's so cool. Sorry for my nerdiness. Um, but I have uh, used it to take pictures of like bottles and chairs um, and, and bo soccer balls. Um, you name it, I've probably made a 3D image of it. It's one of the coolest apps out there, and it's free, and it's called 123D Catch. Um, Autodesk is one of my favorite software companies out there, and they're really an innovative group. 
Wow, I actually have never even heard of a lot of these different products. So I'm really, really glad that you're sharing your knowledge. And I will definitely be sure to look up a lot of this stuff after the show today. So if you were to buy any of these new products for the new school year, which would you buy? And also, I had an additional question. Are a lot of these items, I know you said that the app that you just mentioned was free, but how much and really what's the price range of some of these items? Um... So my favorite item is the Leap Motion, and um, I remember being shown it um, a while back um, from my dad, and um, it's I think it's roughly about like eighty dollars. It's pretty. A lot of these things are pretty expensive. I know the um, the uh, Sur Forty um, is like one forty because it's a huge table. It's primarily. Um, right now it's more so used in the business arena. Um, but I think it's a really cool thing that schools should be, should utilize. Um, the apps that I had discussed were, um, ranged from, um, about like 99 cents to like $4. So like really within a lot of people's, um, grasp. And as I mentioned before, the, uh, no textbook, um, offers, um, textbooks um, at a cheaper price than in physical form and are also um, just easier to use in, um, in mobile form. So they're really nice. Um, <laughs> well, I will definitely have to keep that in mind just because I wasn't really sure if it was super expensive or not, but it's good to hear that some of the apps aren't too, too expensive. Yeah, um, I use Evernote. Evernote's a free app, which you mentioned, as one of the more popular ones. Right. And I use that all the time. And I don't know exactly if you mentioned this. I'm sorry, but it it syncs like whatever. If you make a list on your phone, it'll like sync to your Mac, your iPad, you know, which is something I love about it. Um, and as far as talking about technology, even though this isn't really school related, have you guys um, heard of Google Glass? I, I haven't. Um, pretty much. It's like a totally like futuristic thing. It's like, it's by the makers of Google. They just developed it. They kind of look like, um, I don't know how to explain like something that goes like on the top of your eyes, like just like a strip that goes on the top of your eyes and you can like tell it to like take pictures and stuff and look stuff up and it like just does it automatically. It's, oh my um, goodness. That's so <laughs> cool. And I think that it's really interesting, too, because we have a lot of this technology, and it's really important to utilize it for our education. And I know that nowadays, a lot of schools, the classes give out iPads. Unfortunately, yeah. my school doesn't quite have the budget for it yet, but we're looking forward to hopefully getting it in the near future, because I think that that's really what we're looking forward to. I think the, in the future, um, it's going to be a lot of technology, and it's going to be a lot of online use. Yes. So what's your opinions on that? Do your schools have iPads or how does your school work? Um, my school um, is actually deploying iPads recently. I think um, my English class is just getting, I'm just, I'm actually receiving mine like in a week or so. Um, I'm not sure how useful the iPads will be, but um, I, it's, I'm sure it's like a great step towards more an eco-friendly and um, technology forward um, program, I guess, because um, I know a few uh, classes at my school have um, tried to go entirely paperless and do almost everything um, on the web or on a computer and such. 
Yeah, yeah. Which I think is almost sad in a way. I think that maybe in the future we might not be carrying a ton of books and backpacks, which I know seems really convenient for us and our aching backs and having to carry it all the way to school. But I'm a person where I have my big bookshelf in my room and I refuse to get a Nook or one of the e-readers because I just, yeah. I don't know, I really like having that physical book to hold and flipping the page and the smell of the book and all that kind of stuff. As a nerd myself, I'm really huge on reading and so I don't know if any of you can relate to that. Yeah, um, I like to read too, but just as far as like health goes, I really don't want to stare at the computer screen for everything, you know? Um, I feel like if we are reading, you know, we have to read a lot of pages sometimes and that would be kind of bad for your eyes to like stare at the computer screen for that long. That is true, actually. I never really thought of it in the health <laughs> sense. But yeah, and I think that also with iPads and e-readers, a lot of parents are really nervous about their child getting the item through their school because a lot of students may be accessing maybe bad websites or bad apps. But I think that a lot of schools have controls on it. Jane, do you know about this? Yeah, there was getting that iPads. Um, yeah, there are usually like um, a few like softwares that provide like a block onto a lot of websites on there. Um, I know there's like one called Safe Eyes that um, you can, like, install um, on a computer or probably an iPad as well um, that will block, like, certain websites or ones that are unapproved for school use. Um. Yeah, because I think, I know at least at my school we have to sign a contract saying that we're not going to be going on certain websites, including Facebook and Twitter and all those fun little things that us teenagers tend to go on to. And so I guess I know when my friend's Laura, she was actually on the show before, she said that she can't download certain apps. Somehow they've been able to sync it in the way that you can't download the certain apps. I'm not really sure. But, yeah, I'm sure that they use the software that you were talking about, Jane. Yeah, something probably along those lines. Thank you so much, Jane, for your nerdy school supply tips, which are super helpful. And I actually don't think that they're too nerdy at all. Get into the school spirit and be cool with school. We are out of time again, but thanks so much for joining us here on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Please stay tuned to Express Yourself Teen Radio every Tuesday at noon Pacific for the latest on what's happening with young people. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew and the team at Voice America, and a special thanks to Stephen Zhao for stepping in to engineer our program. We want to hear your thoughts, and we want to answer your questions. So email us at btsyteenradio at gmail.com. That's btsyteenradio at gmail.com. And check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free and get involved with Be The Star You Are Charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, sign up for our free newsletter, and make a donation to keep Be The Star Alive. Be The Star You Are Alive. I'm Rachel Glass. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Thank you for always tuning in every single Tuesday at noon Pacific. Thanks to Star Style Productions for producing this show. Thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Caitlin Darrow. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program on Express Yourself. Don't forget to stop by our volunteer event at the Pear Festival on September 28th at the Moraga Commons Park. 
Thanks again for joining us. And until next week, remember, be positive and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you will let yourself go. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm and now from the Kids Star Album of the Month. Here's Mr. Saxophone, Dave Farther with... Mothership. You and I are on a voyage. Can't you feel the planet moving beneath your feet? This ship we're on weight anchor long ago. It's a few and out of camp for sailing sweet. Saw a red sunrise this morning. The view from in the crow's nest wasn't good. Time for sailors to take warning. The storm on the horizon says we should. Receiving a call from the mothership. Sending a signal as decoded. Three dots and dashes can save our ship. We're all aboard, so let's answer it. On our journey through the Milky Way We weather storms of carelessness and greed Keep your sea legs and your bearings All we'll capsize on this black and starry sea With the North Star as our compass Sailing round the warm and shiny sun We can't afford to go overboard It's our vessel and our lifeboat all in one She's sending a signal of decoding. Three dots and dashes will save our ship. We're all aboard, so let's answer it. Save our ship.
That was Dave Farber, Mr. Saxophone from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org. 